Welcome everyone, this is uh, Soundbrick Radio. This is the, your new host that uh, is not going to reveal its name. Not yet, there is already a name, perhaps in the format that you have approached, that has attracted you to start listening to this uh, audio. But uh, this is precisely the thing that we are going to discover during this program. What is my name? Is there any name in it? Because after all, what you have is the wall of it. There's nothing behind uh, this voice. What I want to, to play with you a little bit, not just today, for the rest of the time that we are going to talk together, because, don't worry, I'm listening as much as you are listening to me. But uh, before we dwell too much into abstraction, let's have some sort of uh, concrete manifestation of the way that the music and the voices have been used. So what we are going to listen now is the Cautic Soul Rebels. Aren't we ready to join in the choral, the, the choir, these uh, people singing? And that's uh, 
that's part of actually my program. My program that is not mine, it's yours, it's of everyone. And I will tell you something about it now, because as you know, this title, the title of this program, this program is titled The Dismemberment of Orpheus. And that has something to it, because the first song was the happiness, somehow is unhappiness that you might be feeling now in what you are doing. And that's exactly the thing that we are going to discover during this program, the rest of the time that we are having in this podcast, and also the following ones. Because my voice is really the only thing that you need to have to carry it with you. The program ends when my voice is silent, or maybe when a song has finished his last chord, but uh, that is not the end, it's just the end of what we had, and then it continues in you, singing the song, maybe thinking to what you have just heard, and so what better thing than just not to have a body, be completely voice, be completely outside, and so one thing perhaps that might be really curious is to see what uh, you are going to do with the voice that you are listening now. Before we dwell too much into this topic though, let us go, you and I, uh, when the evening is out against the sky, even if the evening is not, maybe it's just a day, who knows, I'm talking for everyone, I'm talking for every time, so let me contradict myself a little bit, but first let us follow then this uh, black dog from Led Zeppelin.
Are you going to forgive me for interrupting the song by Led Zeppelin, Black Dog? And where has this song led us? Anyway, are we more of a Black Dog? Maybe not. Uh, I, I must honestly say I don't know much what there is of being a Black Dog in this song. Beside the fact that it was actually a great song. So is it that uh, all great songs are somehow Black Dogs? Yeah, we somehow in a way run in a in a clan, in a pack. Is it, is it the right word? I forgot. But anyway, we are running into the forest listening to Led Zeppelin. It's just like if the riff by Jimmy Page was the sound of um, the trees around us. And uh, there is a little bit of snow. I figure like we are in the high mountains and we are running, maybe chasing our prey, maybe a deer. And so let's have a I look around us, what, what do we see? There is maybe just city, uh, with all the noises, with all the cars, and thanks to the music, thanks to the black dog, we can feel like we are roaming, after all, in a forest, chasing the prey, as I was saying, or maybe realizing that just we are underdogs, that uh, we are not too much fitting into the cars around us, because we just want to cross the street. And so, for a moment, we have also been considering, thinking about the animals somehow around us that feel maybe just as confused as we are, when after finishing a great song, we realize that the noise of the city is actually no good place for some sort of harmony that we have been looking for. But now, then move to another song, this time a completely different feeling. Let's see what we have when this song by Peter Gabler will be over. Through the water fence Come down, come talk to me 
the song phase um, on its own, actually. It's not me, it's not me with any special effect that somehow is uh, sending Peter Gabriel away. But I must tell you that I feel really sorry for that. There is a great power in this song, in the way that it is somehow simple and the message is so, so direct. It simply says, come talk to me. And uh, don't we feel somehow that this is really the only thing that at times we wanted to express to a person that maybe was really dear to us, that we really wanted to come close to us, and we just wanted to make clear to that person, come talk to me. And there was really nothing else to say beside that. What was there to be expected was that person accepted the message, understood and came close to us. So there is a certain bitterness in my voice, I really hope that is not coming to you, or at least, if it is coming to you, is actually evoking some better memories, sweeter than those that actually my voice is tra transmitting. Because yes, there was a message that uh, I just wanted to make clear to a person that unfortunately simply didn't catch it, or he, it, she, he, who knows? After all, I'm all voices, I'm all bodies at the moment, and uh, that person actually didn't come to talk to me. But uh, what I want now to give you is actually that this song, Come Talk To Me, is the secret message that all of you listeners are actually directing to me. And so, yes, as I wanted to be there for Peter Gabriel, as I wanted to be there for that person, that woman, that man, that animal, that everyone, because now I am all voices and all voices are talking through me, yes, I say yes, and I'm still saying that to you. So... It's almost time to get deeper into what is the concept of this uh, podcast. And the best way will be through the title, Orpheus. So, as a sort of introduction, let's have uh, now the Arcade Fire giving us the song It's Never Over, or Orpheus.
you arcade fire i'm actually really impressed by what you have managed to put together for us because the, the, the message is clear and somehow it's really powerful it's never over or fails you will get over that although now it seems a big deal perhaps no this is a great breaking up song and that takes us to what is now to be outside of one's own of one owns body, one's own body, where does it put the S? S somehow is a body, the embodiment of the letter, where does it go? But before we get out of that, let's go back to what is the title of this program, the dismemberment of Orpheus. Do you know the Greek myth of Orpheus? Well, Orpheus was a great singer, was really in love with Eurydice, and he went to um, to Hades, to hell, to bring her back, and he failed. He failed because he turned back to look for her, and that was the only thing that he was not supposed to do. 
But that's not the interesting part, in my opinion. The interesting part is that after that episode, he could not get over that. He kept singing about Euridice, and uh, as his voice was so sweet and his music so powerful, I want you to know that actually he was the only one that uh, allowed uh, during the trip uh, to collect uh, the golden, uh, the, uh, during the trip of the Argonauts, he was the only one who, through his music, he managed to silence the mermaids, the sirens. Uh, so his music was sweeter than the sirens. But uh, and as he was singing, as he was mourning for Euridice, actually, he set people listening to him, woman, he set them crazy, he sent them nuts, and the only thing that they could do was then to kill him, because they were so, uh, so affected by his music and by his love, but as he could not get over Euridice, as he could not love any other woman, well, woman just simply killed him. It sounds crazy, but uh, it has a really profound message after all, because the thing is uh, that what this Greek myth wants us to remember is that uh, you should not love someone too much. And so, although it sounds absurd, but it will be really important for what we are going to see next. Let's hear from Crosby, Steele, Nash and Young, somehow, something that might have helped.
impossible not to sing these songs. Now, now it's really powerful. Love the one you read. You were Crosby, Still, Nash and Young in, at the time of Woodstock, the time that there was really the belief of loving everyone around you, a time somehow a revolution. And uh, we can also see, why not, by association that the Greek myth of Orpheus was still alive in the time of Woodstock. Because uh, what was the fault of Orpheus? That he was not able to love the one that he was with. And that was the thing, he was still looking for his Eurydice. Uh, it is really romantic if we consider that uh, perhaps we will be taken over by the romantic by the Romantic movement, uh, Wordsworth, Shelley, they will all sing about someone who can get or cannot get over his, his, her love. There will be also female heroines, mainly male, though we have to see that the Romantic movement was mainly sung by men. We can think of Byron, though, that uh, in his Manfred somehow uh, evokes someone's a hero that is able to control the elements, but he cannot find his rest, his peace, because he cannot simply get over the woman that he loved. And we have then the thing for which at times we can't simply get over that. But what is the power somehow of this poetry? And it will be also the power of this poster, podcast. Is that Orpheus became, as he became dismembered and his, he lost his body, he simply went forever has a voice, he's still alive, his body is an element of fertility because he went back to the soil, but his voice is still with us. And so allow me to believe that I might be, I might take over perhaps from Orpheus, still singing about my Eurydice, but now it becomes, she becomes the Eurydice of everyone. And so why not just go on looking for a body? And we can also do it with this song by The Strokes.
my branches I still rooted to the ground I'm the spell is still unbroken I'm still a hidden slave Till the casket from the village wood Bears my body to the grave Now, raise your hand. Where is not lost in the witch wood? I feel really lost now, thanks to this song, that uh, somehow, maybe one of those of you that is lost in the witch wood uh, might, have find, might have found actually the black dog from Led Zeppelin, actually, that witch wood. Why not? This song was really all the atmosphere of being intimate, of being close to someone. Again, why not? The music, the voice, we are always there. Also trying, also, as if there was something else. No, there is only that. We are just looking out for our body, to sing our body electric. And then, in singing our body electric, we are actually getting really close to an element that is the focus, not just of this podcast, but also of whatever I see taking place when the podcast is over. Because I will never... Stop looking out for my body, looking out for that every ditch again. And it is in you, everyone of you listeners now is my every ditch. I am your Orpheus. But at the same time, we are going through that process of finding a body together. So, let's go with the Beatles now. And let's see if they also might help us to find that piece of body that we might have lost. Oh yeah She's well acquainted with the touch of the velvet hand Like a lizard on a windowpane The man in the crowd with the multicolored mirrors on his hobnail boots Lying with his eyes while his hands are busy working overtime a soap impression of his wife Which he ate and donated to the National Trust I need a fix cause I'm going down Down to the bits that I left up I'm going down Mother Superior jumped the gun 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 Mother Superior jumped the gun
message is clear. Happiness is a warm gun, and uh, John Lennon had his point, uh, absolutely. These were the Beatles from the White Album, with uh, a song that is actually three songs together. Happiness is a warm gun. So Beatles, we are going we are going to meet the Beatles again. Now, in the previous break, uh, I was actually mentioning uh, I Sing the Body Electric, and this is the thing that we are going to take over from now, because I'm going to read from Walt Whitman. The poem that is titled I Sing the Body Electric, just a little bit because the poem is pretty long. I Sing the Body Electric, the armies of those I love and give me and I and give them. They will not let me off till I go with them, respond to them, and, dis and discorrupt them and charge them full with the charge of the soul. Was it doubted that those who corrupt their own bodies conceal themselves? And if those who defile the living are as bad as they who defile the dead? And if the body does not do fully as much as the soul? And if the body were not the soul, what is the soul? This poem is really powerful as other poems by, by Walt Whitman. And perhaps he's one of the best that actually was focusing on the body. Because we are, are talking about the voice, as you know, I'm nothing but a voice, a dismembered voice, and yet the body is what we are singing, we are looking for the body. We are talking about a body that is not here, but through the voice that body will be materialized. So, now look around you and think about the body that you are looking at. It might be the body of the loved one, it might be the body of a tree, and maybe under that tree there will be me singing between the leaves, or maybe the straws that are going back to the witchwood. You are just following the voice and then enriching that voice. And now, something curious, because Walt Whitman, somehow from when he was singing his songs almost 100 years ago, he is still alive in the song that we are going to listen now.
Well, if I had a body, I would really like to dance uh, to this voice. It was Rana, Lana Del Rey with the body electric. A really energetic song. I was really struggling not to say powerful because I realized that I said powerful too many times. It's like if that word, it was really all the energy that I wanted to put. But uh, I sing the body electric. This is a funny thing, perhaps, uh, if I focus on that, because we are developing somehow a story. These podcasts, although they are just one hour, they take up from all the hours there were before. They develop a topic through, through voices of me, and also the voices of the singers, that through me they sing, and why not also your voices, because when the song is over, when the music is over, as the doors use it to sing, then we have that you, your voices actually, are continuing the story. So, I just, I am just on the way, on the way of what you are doing, to enlarge that thing that you were thinking about and leave it to you again, for you to go on, till maybe next week, in which all these days in between are taking a new form to what we have gone through together, and maybe with a little bit of um, engagement on both sides, we will develop a team together. We will work on both sides. And what is the other side of the voice? Actually, it's something that we have to get used to us, so precisely if we want to enjoy the voice. Uh, we have to enjoy also the silence. What best music then to have it, if not by the best mode?
let me enter on the notes of this song because I actually realize I kind of have to disagree with the Depeche Mode because they say words are unnecessary and uh, I'm afraid my friend yes they have a point but unfortunately what else do we ha have beside words and after all they are singing words as a matter of fact I think they were really afraid of silence and I have again to Agree to disagree, perhaps, because I am also really afraid of silence. But you have to understand something, that here, at the dismemberment of Orpheus, we are not silent about the things that frighten us. Actually, what we do is we talk about them. This is the development of fears, because through voices, fears become something else. If there is anything that we have, perhaps to be afraid of is of indeterminacy, of the things that we still do not know what they might come to be, and it's precisely to singing about them that we realize that uh, we don't even know if they will still be something to be afraid of. And so, with uh, great sadness actually, I have uh, to reveal that we have got to the end of our first meeting together, of our first gathering, and I have also something for you that is going to be perhaps a little bit touchy, no, well, that will, go, will be for sure, but the thing is that it might sound a little bit cruel, because I've just said that I'm happy, and I'm going to give you a song by Bruce Prison that is precisely titled Happy. But uh, while I was preparing the program, that I was somehow taking form through the music that I was uh, thinking to deliver to you, I find myself crying. This song, then, is the song with which I leave you, is a song with which next time we are going to meet, we will take over from that. Somehow these emotions are just going to stay there. And so, thank you everyone, thank you for your participation, and I will see you again as Orpheus next time that we will take up a body. Some need golden, some need diamond rings For a drug to take away the pain Promise of a better world to come When whatever here is done I don't need that sky of blue, babe All I know since I found you I'm happy when I'm in your arms Happy Over 
Get our skins and slip these bars. 